Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on The Porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch, and I'm joined uh, with Josh Timms, our Porch Fort Worth director. What's up, team? And of course, as always, our producer, Miss Elena Haas. Hey, guys. And today we have a special treat because one Jonathan Pakluda is joining us by way of the phone. What's up, dude? What's up, my man? Hey, I get to be a special treat. I get to be a special treat. There was there was a day not very long ago where it was just normal. We were sitting in that room, and now I got to be a special treat. Now you are special. You know, you noticed I replaced JP with JT. Yeah, Josh yeah, Timberlake. and uh, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> That's right. So close. Hey, man, mm. buddy, where have you been? Man, just grinding it out in Waco, Texas making it happen. I miss you guys. It's so great to hear all of you. And I can see you in my mind in that podcast studio. I miss sitting there with you. It's crazy town. It is as padded as ever. And, uh, (laughs) and you are, you are missed, man. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're going to get into a little bit of this just as we talk about something that you recently did uh, well, which is transition jobs and what does it look like to transition. But for those who may not know who've been under a rock, where where have you gone and what are you doing right now? Well, I love the way you use the word transition. It, it felt like you fired me. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I'm great to play your game if that's what's best for you. Nope, that is accurate, people. That is great. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like a coup. We're- uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Start rumors. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so, yeah, man, I um, so for the past 12 years, I worked there at Watermark and started on the community team. And two years into that job, uh, was uh, got to take over one of the greatest ministries in the world, the porch, and have served with the porch ministry for the past decade, a little over 10 years, and have taught there and got to hand that over to a great team, truly uh, an incredible teacher in you, David, and uh, great just leadership over the Fort Worth campus with Josh and great uh, relevance and social media presence and online presence with Elena and, and the rest of the team. And so felt really great about that, uh, which has allowed me to um, be the lead pastor of a church called Harris Creek Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. And really it's, it's in McGregor. We have a campus in McGregor, Texas, which is just south of Waco. And then one downtown in the Hippodrome, which serves a lot of college students there at Baylor University. And it's just streamed uh, just two campuses, and so that's what I've been doing for the past month. And uh, it's it's been it's been a fun journey. So we we basically took our family in Dallas. Our kids, uh, three kids, are in school there. My wife and we uprooted and we moved to Waco, and, and we've done that with the elders' blessings there. I, I've processed every second with those guys, so there was nothing. There's no story behind the story other than the story you're going to here today and uh i will i i commit to the podcast listeners of views from the porch to tell you guys everything anything you want to know no question is unsafe i will tell you literally everything so fire away i have one immediately how good of friends with chip and joanna are you (laughs) so somebody somebody came over the other day when we were moving and they said 
Yeah, so we heard that you guys are, are doing this to be on the reality show, a reality show <laughs> oh, room with no. Chip and Joanna. No, which and is I was true, like, right? oh, that's, <laughs> I was like, that's fascinating because nobody told me that. You know, I've, I've never met them. I don't know them. Uh, we were at the same basketball game the other day, and that is about it. That is the extent of that relationship. And so, uh, we, we didn't buy a fixer upper. We bought a, a new build <laughs> in Waco. And so, I, I have no connection to Chip and Joe, but honestly, I hope that changes. And here's why. Because the mission statement of Harris Creek is to seek the welfare of the city, which I loved that mission statement. And as I think through, uh, you know, who has sought the welfare of that city, I don't know anybody who's done a better job than Chip and Joanna Gaines. And I'll also say, somebody asked me the other day, who has been the greatest evangelist in Christendom over the past five years? And I don't know that anybody's done more uh, kingdom work than, you know, you guys at the porch and Chip and Joanna through, uh, you know, TV, just, just having a, a Christian presence on TV, um, showing the world wholesome Christian values and family values. I think that they honestly have our forerunners there and have done an incredible job. And forerunners for Jesus and shiplap everywhere. That's right. That's <laughs> hey, right. Um, well, dude, I mean it when I say uh, you transitioned as well as anyone I've ever seen do this. And I know there was a lot of processing that went into that. And so I'd love to hear if you don't mind sharing just a little bit about how, with who, what timeline, what did it look like for you to transition or process the idea of potentially transitioning jobs after being at a place, you know, the average millennial works at a job, as we've talked about before, uh, for two years. That's the average. They're there for two years. Yeah. They're gone compared yeah. to five with Gen X and seven with uh, the um, generation before them. And so most people are not staying 10 years like you did or 12 years like you did. And then most people don't process nearly as effectively. So if you don't mind, how, what would it look like for you to process? Should I take this job or not? Okay. So yeah, I can relate to how millennials change jobs every two years because as I think through right out of college, I mean, I, I did several jobs for three months. I mean, I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch for three months. I worked at 24 hour fitness for three months. I, uh, worked in telecom for a company for three months and then another one for three months and then ended up, uh, landing a job for about four years and then watermarked for 12 years. And I say that just to make the point that I did not take this decision lightly. I, I uh, watermark is one of the most incredible churches. I mean, for my, it's the most incredible church I've ever seen. Granted, I was on the inside. If there's even an inside and the leadership there, I couldn't think more highly. And, and everybody and David, you and I talked about this. I mean, people, it was just kind of like, Hey, this is crazy. Like, why would you, if you're thinking about just kingdom influence, like why would you walk away from this ministry where it seems like God is doing so much and uh, it didn't, it doesn't seem logical. And I understand that argument. I really, really do. And I think that's, I'm excited to talk through just that journey and, and maybe another matrix or a different matrix to consider. Yeah. So what were some of the ways that you processed that? Like, like community, who spoke into that? Absolutely. And so, I mean, so uh, the, the timeline was Harris Creek reached out and said, Hey, you know, do you know of anybody? We're looking for a senior pastor. Do you know of anybody that'd be interested? I gave them some names, said, Hey, any of these guys, I think would do a great job. They, they came back and said, hey, what about you? Would you be interested? Uh, Monica and I, uh, they just said, hey, would you pray about that? I said, yes, I will pray about it. We prayed about it. Hey, we don't we don't think that's us. Um, it, you know, and if we're honest, it was just like the logical, the pragmatism of that of just, you know, why would we move our family to Waco and 
and move to a place that seemingly, you know, less influence, uh, you know, greater challenges and not as, as financially rewarding. And so we're look, looking at the logical side of things. And, um, yeah, we met with our community and a guy in my community reminded me, you know, it's like, Hey, you always have talked about, uh, you know, leading a church in Waco. And you have said that when you dream that it's, it's not the conferences and, you know, a, a large national platform or, or worldwide platform that you're chasing, but you've always kind of thought of a church in a field and, you know, you're a shepherd and they just reminded me of things that I've said. And it became this like rock in my shoe that I couldn't shake. Like, man, maybe this is what the Lord would have us do. You know, how do I know? And I think, um, you know, I think for me, and I don't think everyone has to do this, but I think for me, God was, it was a little bit like, Hey, are you, do you trust me? You know, do you, um, are you okay to just be faithful with the local church and, um, you know, not, necessarily be recognized when you walk into a restaurant or when you go somewhere or, you know, get emails from around the world. Not God may do that. He may do that, you know, with Harris Creek in the same way that he has with the porch. But it was, it would just felt like the Lord was saying, Hey, do you, do you trust me? Am I enough for you? And, uh, and I, I hope we answered appropriately. Yeah. So I, I think I know the answer to this, but I love to hear you articulate it directly because you kind of just did. But uh, I think one question young adults can find themselves wrestling with when they're looking at either the potential to change jobs or maybe they're wondering, should I change jobs? Or even they have a desire to change jobs is sifting through, is this what God wants or what I want? And how, yeah. any any thoughts on like, how can you begin to think, man, this is how I, uh, uh, yeah. you can know uh, you shouldn't trust yourself. I've heard you say the expression of, hey, I trust myself least when I want something the most. Yeah. And so I, I, I think about like GPS, like we travel, we, we follow a GPS right now. Uh, my wife and I are looking for uh, a place to get a garage sale permit. <laughs> so we're following the GPS right now. As one does. And, yeah. you know, and I think a, an acronym is uh, go to God, pray through the scriptures, seek wise counsel. And so as I think through this transition for us, initially we prayed. Uh, and it, you're looking for that, just a real sincere, like try to put aside your own preconceived ideas. Cause man, our desires are so heavy and they kind of throw that GPS out of whack. And, uh, you know, I trust myself the least when I really, 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 really want something. And the things that we really, really want are often more money, more notoriety, more stuff, more status, worldly things. And when those, those things are in front of us, I trust myself the least. So go to God, like in prayer, like beg him, Lord, would you show me, do you have a desire here? Uh, because so often I think we think of God's will, like a path, like a sidewalk. And more often than not, his will is more like a fence. He's like Waco, Dallas, Australia. I want you to honor me. I want you to seek me. I don't have a really specific desire where you can do that. Just seek me. And another thing we've said before is, why is God going to, uh, you know, reveal his mysterious will to us if we've forsaken his revealed will, that which is in the scriptures? And so it's like, why is he going to tell us the mysterious will of God if we're not listening to the day to day, the things like, hey, work, uh, you know, Colossians 3.24, whatever you do, uh, whether in word or deed, work at it with all your heart as though you're working for the Lord, for it's the Lord God that you are serving, it's the Lord Christ you're serving. And so, um, 
so that's go to God. The second one is pray through the scriptures. This is where you get in the Bible. Is there anything in the scriptures that can guide me here? Any direction that it would give me? And look for those verses. Even when somebody was was giving me advice, you know, people were like, "Hey, this is crazy." I would I would follow up and just say, "Hey, do you have a scripture to back that up, or is this just your opinion?" Because if it's just your opinion, I, I want to listen to it. Uh, I value your opinion, but I don't value it as much as I would if you're saying, "Hey, here's what the." scriptures say here's a verse that can inform this so go to god pray through the scriptures and then lastly david you you hit on it seek wise counsel and that's the s there seek wise counsel and so immediately we prayed immediately we got in the scriptures and then we called the kind of an emergency community meeting where i'm sitting on the patio with my guys and i'm just saying okay guys is this god or not do you guys have any you know feeling or hunch here, any thoughts, any counsel that you can give me, any verses that would inform this and really asking them for, uh, for wise counsel. Man, that's uh, really good, JP. I'm, I'm listening to you and wondering just for uh, a lot of our friends listening, uh, as I hear that, I'm like, man, that gives me some good principles about like how to leave one, but what, like how do, when does it make sense? Like when would I leave or transition jobs? Like is it more money? Is it more influence? Or how would I even begin thinking about, I'm, I've had a job, does that mean I have to stay in this job forever? Or how, how, do yeah. you, how did you even begin the process of thinking, does this make sense uh, to do for me? Yeah, I think most people think more money, more opportunity, more influence, like those are the no-brainers. In fact, I know a friend who, you know, he hated his job. His boss didn't like him. Uh, He wanted to leave, and another job with another friend came up, and it was more money. It was a greater opportunity, and, uh, you know, it's like it was – a promotion in every way. And, and he just received the wise counsel last minute because everybody in his community were like, hey, you should do this. And then one of the wisest men I know said, wait a minute, God has you where you're at. You know, that's your ministry. Why would you leave? And so I think the right questions are, so I think the, is it more money? Is it a, is it a better opportunity? Is it uh, a promotion? I think those are the wrong questions. I think the right questions are, where can I bring God the most glory? Where can I honor him the most? Where can I do the most effective ministry? What do I feel like he's called me to do? And as you're processing those, uh, you know, that might lead you to a different path than you would normally find in your flesh. And so as I was asking those questions, it's like, where, where can I bring God the most glory? It was like, well, obviously the porch, because it's so large and it's so effective and you're reaching so many people. But then when I looked around me, I'm like, Man, there are a lot of people that can do what I do, and I never want to be guilty of holding on to an opportunity for so long. And I'm looking at David, and I'm like, this guy's so gifted at preaching the word. Like, like I want to create opportunities for him. And I'm looking at other people at Watermark, like you know, uh, that that would want to teach on Sunday. And it's all opportunities that I'm taking that are coming to me. And I'm thinking, you know, I know that the Scripture calls us to use what's available to us to serve others. And I'm like, if I go and do this other job. Then I, this, this church has a pastor, you know, my friend David gets opportunities. Uh, my friend Adam gets opportunities. My friend Todd continues to get oper- leadership opportunities that he has and thrives. And so it's like, man, this, this may be what the Lord is calling us to do. And so, um, that, that's what that journey looked like for me, which I think led me to a, a different place than we would get to if we were just operating in our flesh. Yeah, that's really helpful. I don't think a lot of, uh, a lot of people listening would have those questions to think of. The question of, does it make more money to have more influence come easily? Because I think that's what cultures around this on, but I don't know, uh, 
yeah, it's just good to hear where, where can I be most effective for God just frames it up differently and could have, yeah, let, let me give you the punchline of that other story I started. So the friend that was going to leave for a better opportunity, more money, work with his friend, his boss hated him. What ended up happening is the, the, he stayed where he was because a, a wise elder came alongside him and just said, Hey, I think this is where God wants you to stay and do ministry. And it's, it's hard, but he has you there for a reason. What ended up happening is his boss, um, son went through some challenges. His boss didn't know where to turn. So she turned to him, asked him to, to help her. He came alongside that family, invited them to church. They started going to church with him. That other job that was a no brainer, that was more money, more opportunity that ended up not panning out there. The, the company folded. There ended up being a pretty messy lawsuit that his friend got wrapped up into. And so that, that wise counsel that came in the game in fourth quarter that said, whoa, 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 I think the Lord may want you to stay right where you're at, ended up really, you know, helping and, and being kind of the voice of reason in that whole situation. Man, well, I've seen um, so many of the things you just said lived out, like even in this scenario where, um, to your credit, in a way that, that uh, I, I would encourage everyone to process and think through. You looked at it. it th- the world would say that doesn't make any sense. It could be less money, less influence. Uh, you got to move your family to Waco. And, um, and yet there was a stirring where you processed, listened to the Lord and said, I'm going to do this uh, for the reasons that the world, you didn't use any of the metrics that most people use and began to just say, God, what is yeah. the matrix that you would have me use? And, um, and so in addition to that, not just processing it well, leaving really well and uh when young adults think about leaving you know every two years that they're transitioning how do they leave well what does it look like to leave well what advice would you give to young adults who are wanting to switch jobs or planning to switch jobs what does it look like to leave well yeah i think there's this like mentality out there that you can't you know talk to your job if you're leaving and you you know you have to have a lot of closed door conversations and hush hush I just, I'm just committed to not doing that, David. And so immediately when this became an idea, you know, the first person I called was Todd, who, you know, who's my, my boss. And I just said, this is what's going on. Would you pray for me? And of course, he's an amazing leader. And so he's like, Hey, I will pray for you. And you know, this isn't what I want, but we're always, you know, I'm always opening to, I'm always open to God wanting something different than me. God having better plans than me and and so he was you know supportive from day one those lines of communication were open uh with you you know as, as we began to talk about this opportunity it's like hey this is something that i i would love for you to pray for and so i think we can invite others in and have them pray with and for us and we can trust god i think some people are like yeah i'll get fired and you know what you maybe you might but I just, I don't think you need to manage information. I don't think that's going to allow you to be above reproach as you seek to honor your employer there. And so, um, you know, be wise, but I, I think you can be open and honest. Yeah, that's good. Other things that I've heard you say before are about replacing yourself, finding it, if it's appropriate, like, hey, raising up somebody um, to replace yourself, leaving things better than you found it and making sure that you're not, um, you honor your um, your company, your boss, your your projects by not just dropping things and hey, I'm out of here. I mean, I think that's I think that's exactly right. And so you're always thinking through. Okay, if I get hit by a bus, you know who's going to step in and fill you know fill the the gap that 
honestly, I hope we, any of us would leave because we're so effective at what we do. And then at the same time, wouldn't leave because we work so hard at raising somebody up around us. And I think leaving some something, uh, an organization better than you found it is key. The true test of leadership is what happens when you leave. Okay, the real test of leadership is what happens when the leader leaves. There's been lots of companies that have folded when the CEO has stepped down because everything was built around a person. Likewise, there's been lots of churches and lots of ministries that have folded when someone moves on because everything was built around a person. And as you guys know, we worked really hard not to do that, I would say both at Watermark and within the porch ministry. And so there was, I was surrounded by lots of gifted communicators. And in you, you know, I hope I say this just like you told me to, David, uh, you <laughs> were an amazing leader. Let me read the script. Hold on. Yeah. So, so amazing at what? No, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, truly, and, start over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> truly, like it was, I mean, you're, you're a really gifted leader. And so I knew there was no question in my mind, like, hey, the best days of the porch ministry are ahead. And, um, you know, and that's not to, that's not like a false humility. Like I think I've served well there and God used me and, and, um, and I had a blast and I hope I still get to, you know, do things like this every now and then. And, uh, and, you know, sometimes hang out with you guys, but, uh, I, I do think you want to work toward leaving an organization better than you found it. Yeah, man. Any, any last thoughts on what it looks like to honor your boss and company? I saw this up close firsthand and just the ways that uh, you honored Todd, who's our senior pastor, the elders, Watermark, but to people who are working in, in corporate America or they're working in the school system, any um, suggestions on what it looks like to really honor those in leadership above you? Yeah, a really powerful question. And it's, it's to really ask them that question. So to go to them and say, hey, I want to leave this place better than I found it. What do you need? What, what timeline do you need? How long would you like me to stay? What would you like me to do? Like, you don't want to check out in those last days. Those last days are, are still the time to get there early, to be the last one to leave, you know, to continue to go above and beyond and getting your, your responsibilities done, to continue to communicate well. Don't surprise anybody. That was just something Todd asked of me early on is, Hey, don't ever surprise me. You know, telegraph your moves. If you think you're going to do this, that, the other, just, you know, run it by me. And and so that's a a great time to do that. But I would go to them and ask, Hey, what, you know, how don't, don't, you're not calling the shots. You're not like, Hey, I'm gone in two weeks. Ask them right now. You're committed to them. You, you've, you know, keep in mind that they gave you a chance. They believed in you. They paid you to be there. And so even if you're, you feel disgruntled, even if there's, there's some frustrations that you have that so many millennials and young adults have with their job, you know, ask, hey, how can I really honor this opportunity even in my departure? Yeah. Um, that is a great question. Asking your boss, hey, what does it look like to, to leave this place better than I found it? How can I set you up for success that I'm committed to, to your success and this place and, um, and I don't want to leave anyone hanging? It's just the right posture and attitude to go into. So, man, I've seen you do that well and have um, had a great example of if that day ever comes for me, what does it look like to transition well? But... Uh, so what else, what's going on with you, man? So you're down at Harris Creek. Where can we go find out more information? HarrisCreek.org or HarrisCreek.com? Yeah, HarrisCreek.org, man. I'm excited to be back with you at the Awaken Conference uh, this Memorial Day. And so that's coming up. And I'm taking a crew to the Church Leaders Conference there at Watermark. And so that's that's 
Uh, that's that's right around the corner. And then, yeah, so we just released a new podcast called Becoming Something. And so that's uh, coming up on iTunes. And, um, you know, we got an app, Harris Creek app. And so the teaching's on there. But, man, I've been I've been tracking with what you guys are doing at the porch and, and really excited about uh, the series that y'all have done and uh, uh, the future series that I've heard rumors about that are coming up. So it's really, really awesome to see what God continue to, to work and to move. Come on, dude. We're going to have you back. Um, I've seen the JP effect in place as Harris Creek, dude, already moving to two services. You've been there two weeks and you're already moving mm-hmm. to two. It's amazing. It's been, it's been crazy town a little bit. So God is good. You know, it's just been, he's been so faithful and, and I, you know, that's, that's fun. Like just what we're talking about is I think through, I, I think the biggest thing, the biggest advice I would give anybody that's thinking through a transition is just to keep God right at the center of everything that you're doing. And, and sometimes it means walking by faith. And, uh, granted, we, we went to Waco, you know, we didn't go somewhere crazy. We did not in a third world country or starving or, you know, dodging bullets or anything like that. I mean, we just moved an hour and a half south. And so I, I want to be soberly aware of that. Uh, I know that some people are called to, to mission fields that are a lot m- more difficult and a lot more dangerous. But, um, but you know, sometimes just know that God's economy is upside down. And sometimes what he asks you to do doesn't make the most sense in the flesh, but walk by faith. And anybody that's listening to this right now would love your prayers. The greatest gift that you could give myself or my family in this time is just to pray for us, pray that we would be effective in doing ministry in Waco, Texas. I love young adults. I, I still have a huge heart for 20 and 30 somethings. I will not stop uh, ministering to them, you know, be it through podcasts or be it through preaching or be it through, you know, this university town that we're in now. And so, and, and continuing to support the, the porch in any way that I can, but I love you guys so much. And so grateful for you guys having me on. Well, we're thankful for you, dude. And thank for you coming on harriscreek.org. If you're in Waco, you go to Baylor, go check out Harris Creek. Or if you're around that area at all, make sure that you go check those guys out. But that is it, man. That's all I got. And uh, Jay, thanks for being here, bro. We love you, buddy. And and are so encouraged by the way God is using you. Anything else you guys got? No, see you, JP. I'll, uh, I'll text uh, Chip and Joanna for you real quick. You guys should be friends. <laughs> all right. Love you guys. Right. Later, brother. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.